Grounded Radio is a podcast on creativity, well-being, personal growth, and spiritual journeys. The ladies of Grounded embark on a journey of what it means to be our most authentic self and lead a well-balanced life. Be inspired and tune in to the raw conversations that bridge our human connection and raise our frequencies. This is Grounded Radio. Hello, beautiful beings. You're now tuning into the Grounded Podcast, where we share your well-being, art, and lifestyle stories to connect and inspire. Today, we are coming at you from the co-working space Common Ground Rockwell, which is one of Common Ground's five venues located in the central business districts in the metro, the others being in BGC, Ortigas, and Makati. Awarded as ASEAN's Best Co-working Space in 2019 and awarded by ASEAN Rice Bowl Startup Awards. If you're looking for the right office space for you, Common Ground is the place to be. Sign up before November 30th and get up to 40% off in your membership. Book a tour now and get a free day pass to experience co-working on a different level. You've got Bianca here, so happy to be at Common Ground to record today's podcast. This is Marika, and today on Grounded Radio, we are sitting down with an amazing and empowering woman. She is always full of energy, a joy to be around, and most likely one of the most compassionate human beings that I know. She's smart, she works hard, and plays just as hard. She's a devoted wife to her husband, Paolo, and probably one of the coolest moms in town. She is the head of marketing of Rustans Corporation, and we are here to chat with her today. Here she is, Mrs. Dina Tantoko. Hello! Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Grounded, for having me today. I'm truly, truly honored. And what an introduction, Marika. Thank you. (laughs) It's so lovely to have you here with us today. And before we kick off, just wanted to ask, how are you doing? You know, 2020 has been such a crazy year. It's finally coming to a close. Have you adopted new ways of healing or wellness throughout the year to be able to adjust all the highs and lows? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. Today, I am feeling good. It's been eight months since, you know, we've been on lockdown and I'm happy to see everyone in such a beautiful space. This is a breath of fresh air. So your question was, yeah, I I have since this whole thing happened, I've started a sort of fitness regime. I regularly walk. After this, I'm going to go walking. Nice. (laughs) So, I mean, that is something that I never used to do. And I think now my, you, your body looks for it uh, when movement. you don't do it. Yeah, movement. Yeah. So movement is so important with like breathing and also just serotonin. And I do Pilates two times a week. So that helps with my posture and everything. But it, it really, in general, is something that I've loved. And another thing that I think is important that also just I started during the lockdown period is my strength and spiritual life. So I started Bible study with friends and um, I love it. That's amazing. And how about in terms of healing? I think Marika mentioned something about a healing modality or did you mean your spiritual life? So no, I I started, it's been a spiritual journey actually. And um, it, I guess it's always like that, but it started out with just well, prayer, like maybe six years ago after my father passed away and I was searching, you know, I guess it starts with searching for it. And then after that, I was introduced to a lot of different healing modalities, which really helped, um, which really helped me a lot. So there are different things like it's developed, so I can't really (laughs) remember, but I um, did a lot of energy healing, energy healing. Yeah. So there there was a lot around that. Um, that I practiced, but I then and then it became meditation for like a year or um, almost two. But that I guess it's a journey because now I sort of just practice meditation and prayer, and um, I'm really enjoying, you know, reading the Bible during Bible study, and and I feel like we've grown. Like Marika and I are friends, actually, so I think we've grown together, and that's been really important for for me. When us. you say energy healing, are you referring to anything specific like Reiki yes. or Reiki? Reiki, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what really it's Reiki, um, which I still really think is is nice. It feels so good every time you. It's like a massage with energy. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that actually. Yeah. What and, I love about 
Reiki. Well, when Leah Bernardo yes. introduced Reiki to us, like she still uh, used Jesus as the foundation. She yes. said that we're tapping into that Jesus source energy. that Jesus was tapping into and that we all have access to mm-hmm. that source, which is God. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and I think it all what I love goes together. Reiki. So it I guess that's together. why there it is a journey. So maybe you do it little bits at a time, but there's Reiki. And then I started practicing with Leah, um, Theta Healing. And then I was introduced then to Millennium Method. There's a healing house in, in Wak Wak Village mm-hmm. where there's a group of healers that just come together and, and they, you know, it's open. I mean, it, it's open to whatever beliefs you have. And if you just want to go there and you want to just do angels because, you know, it, then that's that's what you're comfortable with. That's what they're open to as well. But then um, I think it all goes together. And as long as you um, know, and as long as you're searching for for it, at, at the end of the day, it's really God. I've heard a lot about this healing house. I really want to check it out. Yeah. And about the millennium method. Does it have anything to do with cards? Yes. So I don't know if I'll do it justice, but it's basically, it's called fractals. So your 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 eyes um, see the images and they um, your brain computes it much faster than your eyes can. So it, to you, it's just a picture, but it actually heals your brain. If I understand it correctly, it's like that. But Amazing. for a long time, it it was it was also a community thing, and I really love the people that were there. And um, you know, you, you talk about different things, and it just depends on how you want to receive the answers to your prayers. That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I used, I used to do a lot of those healing modalities too, and I think they have worked wonders for me. They've they've gotten me out of really dark places in my life and I'm so grateful for it yeah me too but I am now at that same place yes and I guess that's why I'm a little um I I, and I'll just be completely honest and with you guys right now I guess it's because lately I mean I've been practicing you know reading the bible and and praying more and and there's a lot of um questions around whether or not you should um still you know, I you know believe in all those other things. So, I I still am finding the answers to it. I think we all are, we all and are. I don't think there's uh, for me personally. You shouldn't. You know, you, you will figure it out, and don't judge yourself right away about it. But God will give you the answers, or don't judge others. Yes, don't judge right. others. And we're all on a journey, yes. our own journey, and I, I guess it's just that it's not one thing or the other. Yeah. So um, I, I I do agree that I, I I am also grateful for that part of the journey because I wouldn't be here today. It, it really gave me confidence. I think. Yeah, I think for me, like the difference between all those other healing modalities is mm-hmm. that, and the difference that. I'm learning now with Christianity is that with other with the other healing modalities, it teaches you to rely on yourself. Yes. A lot of self-love, a lot of empowerment, which is good. But then when you follow Jesus and that path, it teaches you that everything, all your power is from God. And that's why you can do anything because they say that it's in the Bible where there's a saying that says his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. So wherever we fall short, God picks us up. That's beautiful. And I just think the messages there are so beautiful. And um, the religion's also really misunderstood. And yes. it's given, given a bad name through people. I mean, we're only people, right? I mean, any man-made religion is imperfect because we're only human. Mm-hmm. And only God is perfect. So whatever it is that you do or follow, I think people will always find something wrong with it or find holes in that theory, but it's what works for you. But I'm on the same path as yeah. you and I'm, I'm yeah. so happy. It's been such a blessing yeah. to yeah. really be on a spiritual journey with friends and understanding each where we came from and not shutting out what brought us here because I will, I will forever be grateful to all the energy healers. Yeah. And I probably, they're amazing. Still, they're they're, they're amazing. such great people. Amazing. Yeah. And, so in touch with God, you yeah. know, it's just, you know, different methods, different ways of living yeah. and different like areas in your journey. And I do, I'm so grateful that I have my group of friends who are kind of going through the same things that you guys went through together, because it makes all the difference to have someone to 
connect to and to talk to about all your experiences. And on that note, on a personal level, I see everything as energy and energy all leads back to the source, which I personally think is God. To others, they have other names and other titles, but yes, different folks, different strokes. I still believe that too. I I totally believe that everything is energy. I mean, God gave us that energy, right? So Mm -hmm. I find it strange that it's always science against God. Mm -hmm. When God God designed science, it's his design that everything works out that way. Yeah. So I guess it's just all the beliefs of science. Like, and I'm still learning because, again, I just started, like, I had a long, uh, I've always been raised Catholic and all of that, but I had a longer time learning about the energy healing than I did with this recent, like, since lockdown with the Bible. So it's just like, I guess, because they believe in the theory of evolution, which yeah. doesn't, that's not the theory of the Bible. No. Yeah. So still it's still that part yeah there's still a lot of questions but I feel like as long as we're here we won't really yeah why do I have to understand that like (laughs) you know it's not really up to me but I guess that's where faith comes in too but it's also really hard like there is a lot of hard evidence that you know like the Darwin theory has been proven yeah um but you know if you're bible-based and the truth is that we came from Adam and Eve yeah and but is it possible that they can both be true is it? I mean, yeah, I, I could venture into that. Maybe in some Maybe way. the story in the Bible only started with Adam and Eve, but before that. <laughs> it's so great that we're know. even here just alive discussing this. Like that, yeah. That's awesome in itself. Christmas is fast approaching. And I know Christmas is probably the busiest time of the year for a stance. Yes. What are you guys up to now? And how are you guys adapting to the new normal? Yes. So Christmas for me is here. (laughs) It really definitely is every year um, the busiest time of the year. It's really always overwhelming every year. And to be honest, this year though, because of the whole physicality of everything, like we were just saying before we, we got, uh, when we got here, that this is already a big deal for us to step out for this one thing. And had this been last year, I would have been on my way to an event and it's just so stressful to to go through all of that. Um, so I do have to say that this year, it feels more grounded. And I, I'm happy. Thank you for asking me about what we're up to because I feel like this year, we had to, we really had to be a little bit more meaningful with what we're doing this holiday season. And um, we had to pay, pay close attention to our messaging. Um, we had to be more, you know, sensitive and relevant, I guess. Um, we also had to think about the activities we were planning. It's super not, it's not the same as it was last year or the year, years before and how to like sell to our consumers because that's also not very, you know, we had to be careful. Mm. What we did this year was our campaign for Christmas. Our campaign for Christmas is home for Christmas. It's it's simple, but it's it's the reality and home meaning that we're we're paying tribute to our home, the Philippines. We're um, acknowledging and also paying tribute, I guess, to our home, like where we where we've nested for the last eight months, and we're loving our different spaces, and we're living in it, whether it's with our family or animals or just it's just we're loving it, and then also just connecting it to Rustans is we've always thought that we would like to be the second home to our customers. So if you're at home, we'd love to be your second home. So that that's basically what we wanted to communicate this Christmas and. Um, for in terms of activities, we did all virtual things. So we did an online press event to launch the season with like just people we haven't talked to in so long. So our friends from the press, we just got together in a Zoom meeting and it was nice. It was nice to have like a one hour just chat with them and we told them about what we were up to. We've also done like we participated in a couple of other virtual events like the Tim Yap Live show where he so graciously allowed us to communicate to our our customers what we had in store because we didn't we tri- we normally have like a, a window thing where we invite everybody we can just to come to the store and like open the windows. So this year that's not very that's not advisable. So we sort of did it with him in that way instead. And it was nice because actually we Scarlett was part of it. And you know what she said? Did she Tim, say it was Christmas? 
Yeah, no, no. Meant to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said uh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah. No, and and it's okay. really just she speaks straighter than me. Actually, she's really amazing. <laughs> she probably um, speaks communicates better than all of us. Communicates so well. And something she said, which will never leave me, is they asked her, "Is Christmas canceled this year?" And she said, "No, Christmas will cancel the virus." Yes. Wow. Actually, yeah. Right. That's so my she said that. And yeah, Christmas so much wisdom. So yeah. Sometimes too From much. Child, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just comes <laughs> out. So you know it's it's authentic, right? It's yeah. just yeah. it's from a child. And I think she really genuinely feels and thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so great. It's a great reminder for all of us too. But we do love your window displays. They're the best. Every time I'm in traffic and I stop directly in front of the the Glorietta one. It just gives me something really lovely to look at. And Thank you. It makes me forget about the stress of being in the car. Back that's the, the goal. Days, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Ristan's is, we can safe to say, the Ristan's is a part of all our lives when it comes to Christmas shopping. <laughs> Growing up. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And in terms of the third part where we were conscious about how we're selling to our customers, what we did was we just created more flexible ways to get in touch directly with our customers. So we have personal shoppers. Um, we we have one number that you can call for inquiries now and to get in touch with a personal shopper. Um, we have taken advantage of um, direct communication like Viber. Viber in the Philippines, I think, is Huge. number one yeah. for what they call conversational, uh, sorry, what they call conversational commerce. So normally that's Facebook and I guess maybe other countries because, but here it's really Viber. Everyone is on the Viber groups if you choose to. So I think, I think that's pretty innovative for us here in the Philippines. I think we were first to try and do that. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw in the beginning parts of lockdown where, you know, people just had to pivot all of their mm -hmm. uh, services and just go online and go direct. So... Yeah. So you guys are on Viber now. Yes. That's, please join. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really happy you guys were able to turn it around and find a campaign that works for you. And I don't think it's hard because, I mean, you guys are a department store. You guys have everything that yeah. we all need and yeah. everything for the home. Yeah. So it makes sense. I'm sure it wasn't And I think it's instead of being trying it. to be fancy, fancy, yeah. it's I feel like what, it, what COVID did was just took away all the frill yeah. of everything and all the she-she stuff and just brought you back to basics. But yeah. that's where the substance of yeah. the messaging really is. I mean, and what's interesting Christmas is from that, home, right? Sorry, Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah, home for Christmas. Home for Christmas. Yes. And I think, like, even for our customers, when in the beginning it's what's a necessity, we're not a necessity. But you know what? Happiness is a necessity. And if what we have brings you happiness, then why not? <laughs> so true. And on Christmas being about home and spending it with family, whom we probably spent it with the whole year. What are your secrets to balancing family life, social life, and work life? Because you're spending so many plates and there's a lot going on. It's so hard. Honestly, my life was not balanced. And um, it, it's hard. Those three things are the top three priorities of like maybe a human being, work, family, and social life because we're such social people. But you can't, like something has to give in my experience at least, like you can't really be all into all three with the time that I guess I have because I have three kids. So um, it, it was not that balanced. And um, I used to be, I used to prior, it's really about priorities. I used to prioritize my social life a lot because that went hand in hand with work. So it became kind of like, you know, social and work was the priority. And then um, honestly, I feel like my family life kind of suffered because of that. And um, because of COVID, and I know this, I acknowledge that this comes from sort of like a place of privilege that I can say that, you know, during that time, I was able to spend more time with my family and get to know them. Um, but I do know that a lot of people experience that as well. And it's now what I'm going to do is reprioritize my life so that my family comes first. And then maybe work and then social. And what I do is I, I'm deciding to just, we can choose, you know, who, who in our social um, life we can give our energy and time to. Because the most important thing is 
for you to be okay and collected and I guess grounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, the balancing act is really, really tough, especially when you have kids. And for me, I also have a hard time with my priorities. I mean, it's easy. I can list them down and say, of course, my priority is God, my children, mm-hmm. my husband, work. But then what you write down or what you say your priorities are, it's different from what I'm what I'm actually doing. Yes. So I may say that my kids are my first priority, but actually when I go through my days, they're they're the last. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm spending all my energy trying to work or trying to get things done with the house that you end up compromising the attention that you give to your children. And those are things that I guess with COVID and being at home, you get to we have more time and we get to catch ourselves and realize it. Yeah. And up until now I struggle with that. Like I have the baby and you know we have grounded and we're doing all these things and sometimes i'm like wait i need to um compartmentalize my time better so yeah. when i'm with my kids i'm my i'm fully, fully there. present and not yes. with yeah. him but texting on my phone so yeah, absolutely it's, it's i totally agree with act. that and again it's maybe it's because i'm also i'm lucky i'm in this phase in my life where it's like i've gone through all the social things um and I'm happy to just start to at least at least start to <laughs> be at home. Marika's like, whatever, where are you going tonight? <laughs> <laughs> are you the kind to pre-plan your days? I mean, with everything going on, or you take it as it comes? Yeah, no, I, I try as much as possible to plan. I mean, I guess everything is discipline, right? And I'm trying to be more disciplined, but I'm really not the type. My personality is um that I tend to um, go with a vibe, I guess, or go with my intuition and my gut. It really is good to plan and just at least think about yeah. where what you stand for, I guess. And, and what knowing you your priorities do. really helps yeah. you yeah. start from there. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a, a pre-planner myself, but only because I know that if I don't have at least like a, a main to-do list, then... I'll just like start writing oh, that's songs so awesome. or like who knows yeah. where he'll be. So, but I guess that's yeah. why when you're with your friends, there are some that are pre- like me and uh, Vava, one of my best friends. She's like the pre-planner. Yeah. <laughs> and I went grocery shopping with her. She had a whole list, and I was like, "What are we gonna get?" <laughs> so it's it's like it's a you you tend to balance off each other too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And on to love life, love life, in a throwback kind of way. I read somewhere that you first started crushing on your husband, fun fact, after a game of cranium. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that word in a while. Cranium. Oh, yeah. Could you tell us a bit more about this meet cute and how it led you guys to deciding that you wanted to spend the rest of your lives with each other? Sure. Um, so my husband and I, Paolo, we met each other actually in high school. So we we were friends first. We were like in the same, we had the same group of friends, but we never, um, we, we weren't dating or anything. And then I went to college and he went to college. And then after college, during college, the last- Different colleges? Different colleges. Like I was in California, he was in Boston. But, you know, we weren't even keeping in touch at that time. But one, I think it was Thanksgiving. I visited my cousin in Boston and um, it was Thanksgiving. So it was like a long- weekend and I was happy to see family and then I just like called him up and because he lived there and I knew that he lived there and um he was like oh cool okay let's meet up his sister lived with him they were roommates and they invited me over and we just played cranium (laughs) played cranium I think they cooked they're really they cook really yummy food and then um and then since then like that's when i started really crushing on him and then Ooh, over Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah why because of how he played yeah i don't he's really cute <laughs> like he's really so handsome <laughs> like until now he's you know he's yeah. really cute and um and he's a, he's a really nice guy and he's a really and nice he's guy he's a good person yes yes that's very true so you guys started getting close after yeah, so no, so we 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 like we came home for the holidays, and um, we got together, and then you know, I, you, that, even that is a journey because um, we sort of like got married um, in the states, and then we had a, we actually had a baby first, 
and and then we got civilly married. So um, after that, we were married in our eyes, and then we moved back home. And there's a whole journey that goes with marriage, and, um, and but it's been 14 years since we were civilly married, and um, I do have to say that we are. I hope he thinks so too, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're happy. <laughs> yeah. No, you. Guys- I mean, there are. There's, of course, you know, annoying times and rough patches. Everyone. So annoying, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm happy. Oh, and <laughs> can I just say that Dina and Paui are the funnest and coolest couples to be with. And you can really feel how much they love each other every time I hang out with them. And I really look up to them. Oh. I can already feel it now. Oh my God. I don't know. I mean, my kids, if they listen to this, they like, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but I think it's just the basis of it all. If, if that's that's really how you feel, then... Thanks for sharing that story with us. I was really curious. Oh, thank you. Thanks for asking me about it. (laughs) Before you met Paui and decided to work for the family business, what did you see yourself doing or what career did you want for yourself? Um, I always loved marketing. But I I have like this dual, two things that I loved and I've always loved since before. One is marketing, but I never really saw myself in retail. That was just not... um, I was just not open to it, to that. But what I um, grew up with more is like policy work. So I was thinking like maybe my dream job used to always be, and it still is if I had like a whole nother life cycle, maybe. Watch out, guys. Dina might be running one (laughs) day. No, 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 not that. No. Uh, Well, no. (laughs) No, my dream job was always to work for the United Nations. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's communication, maybe. Maybe. Um, And, and. For me, it's still something that really interests me because it's the whole diplomatic world. I don't know why, but it really interests me a lot. But I have to say, I do love marketing. I do love the pace. I love socializing. And I love retail now. So it worked out. We'll we'll see. (laughs) And what made you decide to work for Ristans? How did you know that this was the right option for you? I mean, obviously, you don't know till you try, but... um, how did you know? Like, did you have a gut feel that, okay, you can do this? And I mean, it's a lot of pressure working for your in-laws. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like it was more like, how did they decide they would like to hire me? <laughs> because honestly, and this is really honest, I they were very um, open to me. So it was more like they were there to welcome me on board if I chose to and if, because I needed a job. I mean, that's the the honest part of it. I had just moved back and they were like, you know, while you're figuring out what to do, why don't you try, why don't you try this? So I did it part-time at first. My first boss was actually Leah Bernardo. Oh, hi Leah. (laughs) Hi Leah. (laughs) And, um, and since then it's something that I do truly love. So I really, uh, um, I'm really grateful actually to Rastans for everything that I've learned and um, for develop for me growing with the you know the company. Is it something you you would say you grew into? I think so. I think so. Definitely, I learned so much there. And like I said, I had retail wasn't um, really something that I was exposed to. I mean, my husband and his family they're exposed to it, like from the time that they're born. So um, I definitely grew into it. I loved it. I still love it. Is working from home starting to feel like living at work? Come check out Common Ground. You can follow them on Instagram at commonground.workph or Facebook. Book a tour and get a free day pass now. And we're back. So how does working for your husband's family play a role in your marriage? Does it change anything or add to the dynamic of your relationship? Maybe mm-hmm. does it spice it up or in a yeah, good way no, or in a bad way? Actually, um, I've been working for um, my in-laws for 14 years. So um, it's it's super comfortable now. 
Um, at first, it was always, it's always, I think what we do is we keep work feelings separate from um, just generally work is separate from family. So it doesn't spice up. It's fine. At least I have someone to talk to about work with Paui. And we're in totally different departments. So there's no, you know, butting heads. But I think if we were in in departments that work together, like often, I think it might be great, actually. And really? I think it's because wow, of their passion. Um, they, I have to say, like, there are other examples where you can just sit at a table and they talk about, it doesn't seem like they're talking about work. So it's just, I guess that's retail. You just like really love every part of it. That's true. Um, so but you know, that's know. Not, it's not all rosy. It's, it's hard in the office, but that's really, you don't see them as like family in, at work. You're, they're your bosses. They're your coworkers. So I think that's important. What are the challenges of being in a family-run business? I guess it's that maybe it's just related to the first part. And the trick is to separate your, don't take things personally because that can really happen anywhere you work. You, if, especially in a corporate setting, there's a lot of conflict maybe sometimes. I mean, that's normal. You have to have conflict in order to get better as a business. You have to have challenging ideas and all of that. So that might be the most challenging part. And it's, it's for me, because of maybe the way I am, um, it's the finding the balance of wanting to, I, I love working with my marketing team. And the challenge for me is like, I want to be a community with everyone that I work with. So I think I've tried to do that throughout the years. I, I don't want to just be someone that's there, you know, just put in that position to, to just be there. So I've really tried hard to make it worth it for them to hire me. <laughs> oh, well, they're lucky to have you. Do you have any advice for those who are at a crossroads with their career, as well as to those starting out and unsure of what path to take? Yes, sure. I mean, I'd love to share what I've learned. And one is to just, um, you know, keep learning, take all those extra seminars sign up for classes and don't be too hard on yourself if you don't really complete everything. You have to, especially if you're young, you have the opportunity to, to do a lot of different things. And it's also experiencing everything. Go out and try new things and go visit new places if you can. It's also like figure out what gets you out of bed. And if you feel every day that you're like really dreading your day, then that's probably not right for you. And one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten, and I did do it, is to get a mentor. And this mentor is like your guide to, because they've been through what you're going through. So choose someone that really means well and wants to help you. And they really do. Like I, I my mentor is amazing. Her name's Frances Yu. <laughs> oh, I'm reading her book now. Yay. Yeah. I'm so glad. See, so she she had a career in marketing um, and retail also. And I know she had a couple of hard years with me, but, you know, she she stuck by it. And I really am so grateful for that. So I really do recommend getting a mentor. And <laughs> um, aside from her, it's also like my brother-in-law, my sister-in-laws, um, my just just get someone that can give you the right advice. And the, the number one advice that you can, that I can probably give is to pray. It's, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know if it's cliche, but it's, it's true. Um, your guidance comes from maybe your mentor, your family, your parents maybe, but um, it really has to come from somewhere else, from God. And did you also choose a mentor based on the values that they embody that you also want? To Absolutely. I looked, I looked at them and I was like, how do you do that? Like, I want to, I want to um, communicate like you. I want to um, think the way you do. And, and then you really learn it. You really pick it up. So it, it's also being um, proactive and going to them with a purpose. So I also, so no, like my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law Donnie, he he has a mentor, and he he 
prepares for his meetings with his mentor. And, you know, it's it's also like respecting their time and because they're spending it with you. So you become really close to them. It's not like a meeting all the time, but it's really wanting to learn from them. <laughs> Was there ever a time that you felt like quitting or changing career paths? I yes, mean, you said think, 14 years, right? So yeah, yeah, was absolutely. There ever a bump in the road where you wanted to change direction? Yeah, honestly, there was uh, a few. And I think that's normal for everybody. You get overwhelmed, you get exasperated. But um, another great piece of advice that I got was um, if you're running away from something and that's why you want to change your path, that's going to follow you everywhere. So it's like a lesson that you need to learn. Um, And if you think that just transferring jobs, like, oh, for example, just give a couple of examples, like I hate my boss or I hate my coworker or I hate... Or the way um, the company runs. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably something, what, what, you know how they say, like, ask yourself, why does it bother you so Mm -hmm. much? Is it something that you need to look at? So I think that's true. I think it follows you around. But if it's not that, and you really just don't find passion in what you're doing, it doesn't get you out of bed, um, then then you should consider learning and then looking into it. So, and but to your point, Bianca, I think it's good that you plan because you know you have to like you have to think about it. It's also like a form of meditation, I guess. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, for me, and it it relaxes me when I you know, look at the, what I need to do for the week. Yeah. Cause if not, you're like stuck there. <laughs> yeah. Though get you think of what ju- gets you to jump out of bed in the morning. That's really, it's cliche sometimes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then it's really true because yeah. so many things will come up in life. And recently I heard someone say there will always be something, whether it's a pandemic or a war, I mean, exactly. knock on wood, hopefully not just something there that can hinder you or deter you or give you an excuse to not go out and achieve what you want to do. But if you have that like burning bright light of, you know, your, your North star, then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the career sense. Right. And sometimes it can go together. Um, Something else um, that was really interesting is, so my brother says, sorry, my (laughs) brother-in-law, he's become my brother already. (laughs) My brother-in-law says, work is love made visible. So it's like, it's basically the concept that just because it's work, it's not your life. It's not, it's, it's all, it's all one. So if, even if you're working, if you're working to just sort of oh, go to work and get it over. Yeah. With. And I mean, people have to work to pay the bills. That's definitely a given. So if you're lucky enough to be able to like find your passion and all of those cliche types of things, but it's, it's true. Like, um, it's showing, um, yourself through your work. Going back to what you said about how it's, if there's something bothering you, it's going to follow you all your life. I, I really think that's true in a sense where, well, I've been reading, I read this book by Deepak Chopra and from also my Bible studies, like the message mm-hmm. that I've been getting is that the things, people and events in our lives are a reflection of ourselves. Yes. And so when we take, when something, when we take offense to something, we have to pay close attention to those things not that you're not giving the other person accountability, but um, usually the situation is speaking to you and it's something to do uh, with you. Mm-hmm. That if there's something bothering you about a person, um, I guess it's also a really yes. humbling practice also to just look at yourself first before pointing a finger to another person and how it's affecting you, why it's affecting you, and what you can change about your reaction to things. Yeah, that's it's right. A reflection yeah. of yourself in a way because why are you so affected? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a lesson. Challenges aside, it also must be so rewarding and apparently fun to work with family. There's so <laughs> much value in working with family. And I can just imagine all the wisdom imparted from the generations above. Can you share with us some of the invaluable lessons you learned from working with family? Yeah, so... There are definitely a lot of lessons, but I think the main lessons go from generation to generation. And um, I, when you asked me that question, I immediately thought of the founders of, of Rustans because, yeah, I work for them. And, and that's so um, their value is really something that they, they love and they cherish. Are, this is Lola Benny. 
and um, I didn't meet her, but Lola Glessy. Um, it's really having malasakit, um, and and they really love their employees. I think it's like a community thing, and they say that if your employees are happy, you've won in business. So um, I, I know that it's also not perfect when you're working in a corporation and it's a 68-year-old company. So it's not, you know, it's, it's is what it is. <laughs> but I think that that's one of the biggest lessons is going back to the roots of what um, what they believed in, which is um, Malasakit. And actually, um, we we just did a company values type of thing. And what they did was they linked it to the values, the brandini of the founders and what it was, what it stood for, what Rastan stood for. So we have an acronym because our, our tagline is serving only the finest since 1952, but serving only the finest. But what that really means is we hope to serve our customers only the finest services, merchandise, everything. So we have an acronym and that really makes me remember what the values are. And those are faith, integrity, innovation, well, the N of innovation, um, excellence, service, and taste. And is that also what you admire most about the Restance brand? Exactly, exactly. And and I do want to add that I was, um, I, I really am, again, grateful for the boss that I've had, which is um, Tita Nedi, she um, sort of like raised me in the work <laughs> setting. And um, and again, it hasn't been perfect. But at the end of the day, I think it's because she wanted me to learn the, everything that, that, she, that she knows. So um, in terms of lessons, I think it's the values. But in terms of actual work ethic, um, perseverance at work, grit, all of that are things that I've also learned from working for them. Wow. I am dedicated to them. Like, yeah. I take me as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> is that too much? Am I too much? No, okay. Not at all. This, is, this is the kind of stuff that people need to hear. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So get the spark back. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to say? Like, oh, it sucks. But it does, really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, there and was I a really time feel, when I really it feel. did. I, I guess that's where that whole thing comes in. Yeah. But, but that's normal. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I really want to say. Because sometimes people think that that's it. You know, yeah. So your job, at least used to, require you to go to a lot of events, dress mm-hmm. up, socialize. It's a bit of a glamorous job, you know. You have all these events and yeah. parties throughout the whole week. Plus, you have the pressure of working for the family business. You wear a lot of hats. You know, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're mm-hmm. working for the company, and since your job requires you to build a lot of personal relationships with people, and at the same time, you're rep- Presenting the family and the mm-hmm. Rustan's brand, how do you manage to stay authentic to yourself and not lose yourself in the roles you have to play or in the masks you have to wear? Mm-hmm. That, that's very easy to do is lose yourself, especially, like you said, in the role that I have, because um, I think it's also normal for human beings to want to be liked. You want to be part of a tribe. You want to be like, especially someone with the personality like I have. And Honestly, yeah, I, I wore masks before. Um, I started 14 years ago, like I told you guys, and um, I was masked always. I um, was very and what I do still you, am. What do you mean by masked? You were like agreeable to everything, or I kind of even like just so even out outwardly like tried to sort of your style sort of changes and that's okay. That's really okay. But it wasn't me. So um, sometimes now, like when I go to things, I'm like, oh, I'm so lazy. I'll just wear this, but you know, it's still okay. And um, before you, you would look at, um, that's a major mask for me, like what I'm wearing, because sometimes I just don't like it. I'm not comfortable, but I thought I had to be fashionable. Um, that's a big part of my job is to be fashionable. So that's one. And then internally, it's you, you have to be liked by everybody. So it that's more like internal working sort of politics at work. So you get into a lot of trouble. You, you get into things with like gossip and just things like that, which are very, very yucky. And you don't want to do that. So how I managed to stay authentic is 
I don't know, but it's really building the confidence in who you are as a person and being okay with it. Like being okay that you look a little sloppy, <laughs> being okay that you're not agreeable to everything. I'm still working on that. That's really hard for me because I I don't like conflict. I really don't. And that's just still okay. So see, it, that's an unmasking for me. It's okay if I don't like conflict. I just won't. Yeah. I guess it's also like accepting things about yourself, either even things that you don't like about yourself, that it is who you are. I mean, of course, you try to improve yeah. all the time yes. and try to change yourself and for the people that you love. But there are some things that are just in you. Yeah. That- and I ended up going out a lot and, you know, and wanting to socialize a lot. And like, I, I, I just, it just kind of, eats away at you like little by little so it's important to collect yourself back together and that's how you I guess stay authentic and then and then I think it's also like my friends seriously that it's because I'm so myself around them and the more I surround myself with them then you just take that on with you everywhere that's great that's great that you can find that affirmation from your loved ones yes yeah and what for you are the key pillars of a healthy relationship? Not necessarily romantic, but just a healthy relationship yeah. in general. Yeah, um, definitely trust and faith. So trusting each other, whether it's um, a romantic relationship, a especially a business relationship. I think trust and having faith in the next person and the other person so important. Um, but going along the, the the same along the same lines is having integrity because how can you have faith and trust with each other if you don't have integrity? Um, another thing that's super important to me is loyalty. And um, again, because I'm actually very trusting. So I just don't see the need for people. I don't know why I wouldn't believe someone. People call me gullible, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why people wouldn't believe that. <laughs> I mean, you said it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what am I supposed to do? Maybe because you're so true to your word, you kind of just expect Maybe. everyone is. Yeah. And- yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, and again, malasakit, the care, you know, you have to care about each other enough to like, you know, say something. So one of the things that I'm also actually working on is, um, uh, and a mask that I guess I wore was when people ask you something, you, you, you know, you tend to either lie or sugarcoat things because you don't want to, go through that. But I, I think that that's very important in it and in business and in relationships. You have to, you have to not only be sweet, nice and whatever. I mean, you don't have to be like that, but you really have to tell the truth. Yeah. And that's something I'm learning too. And we're really alike in yeah. that way. Like I used to be such a people pleaser. Yeah. And yeah, always need I didn't want to say no to anybody. I had to learn how to say no because if not, it would just be like, yes, 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 yes. And then you wake up one day and be like, How did I say yes to a hundred exactly. things? And you'll and and end up saying that to yourself. Right. But. And then like if I don't attend, I'll feel guilty yes. because they yeah. were counting on me. Oh, that happens so much. Yeah. Right. And you don't want that to happen anymore. And if you just even tell them the truth, like, no, it's okay, actually. Yeah. And now that I'm starting to learn like how to just, you know, I mean, there's a time for everything. Like, of course, there's a time that you can sugarcoat things, but sometimes you just need to be frank. And when you do that and just like, like remove all the sugarcoating and just say what you need to say. And even if it's a little bit painful, it feels so good. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's done. Yeah. And one thing (laughs) that I I realized I have, and maybe you guys have the same, is you you tend to also... um, gravitate towards people like you but also your opposites so the most frank people are actually people that I'm closest to as well so that's always that always helps so So you can learn a lot of sense yeah to balance each other out also segue but you know how in the states and in the UK and other countries they ask you how are you doing are you walking to a shop like you okay you okay like Tiring. Like what's good? <laughs> I used to answer them. Oh, <laughs> because, like That's when so I was cute. like you know coming into myself and being more comfortable with who I was, I was just like you know what I I will tell you how I'm doing. Yeah, so was- like I guess in the states, I, it would be like, hey, how how are you? I'd be like, you know, today. And then after a while, someone told me, dude, they're just saying that. Like that's how they greet each other here. It's not like they're really asking you. It's more like good yeah. afternoon. Yeah, hello. that's a cultural thing, right? It's so interesting. So now I'm just kind of like. In London, you say it back. Like, how are you? How are you? Something like that. It's like, hi. I had to learn that. (laughs) Interesting. 
Work in a place that keeps you inspired and motivated. Start co-working in one of the finest office spaces in Metro Manila and take advantage of their 2020 recovery promo and get up to 40% off in your membership. So Dina, in the midst of a high-stress situation, what brings you back to the present? Huh. Funny, funny thing. First thing I thought of was rest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've always been so running, running, running. And then when I finally get to rest, you collect yourself. Um, and again, I don't know. It's just, it, I'm sorry if it's cliche, but you know, spirituality, prayer, don't stop trying to figure that out. Um, that, that really helped me, helped me a lot. And it took a while for me to really believe it and understand it. So pausing is so important. Um, that's, that's how I, I know it doesn't seem like I pause a lot, but I think (laughs) recently is just when it happened. So it's been quite a journey. I think this, this is the first time I've really been um, collected after the high stress situation, which was a few years of my life. <laughs> so that's how I want to stay present. And my kids, <laughs> my kids and my family, my husband. And last but not the least, what keeps you grounded? Yeah. Um, well, it's like three F's next. <laughs> okay. Wow. No, Love no, no. Super marketing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't know if I want to say that. I'm cringing right now. Say it. No, say so, it then- no, it's it's but it's basic. It's like it even okay. So here's the thing. Even if it's basic, that's the that's the whole um irony of life, right? Like you know the answers, <laughs> but it's so hard to do. You need the discipline, but what keeps me grounded is really my faith and that can be, and, and that really is faith in God, but it's also faith in each other. Um, my family, which is really number one, my, my kids and my husband, my, my, my own family. I mean, I would, I would be so lost without them too. Like my, um, my side of the family too, like my, my cousins were so close um, and I go to them with anything and everything. Um, and, um, my friends, my friends, I'm so blessed to have amazing friends. So they really keep me grounded because when things go wrong, I really turn to these touch points like in life. <laughs> and there you have it. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, Dina. We really learned a lot today and we're so excited for Christmas now. Extra Yay! excited because it's, it's not canceled. It's canceling COVID, as yes. Scarlett said. <laughs> Thank you for having me, you guys. I really actually enjoyed talking about it. It's therapy also to talk about everything. Yeah. So, um, Actually, that's the whole reason we do this. We, yeah. we want it to be also a cathartic experience for Absolutely. us and for our guests. It's, it's, it's really nice. And I, I mean, just um, thinking about the questions that you threw at me, it's, it's really... Um, healing also and thank so you for thank your you. time i know you're so busy and thank you for making time in the middle thank of the you for day. i'm honored that you asked me to do this <laughs> and thank you once again to common ground rockwell we'll be back thank you common thank ground you. <laughs> happy holidays hey merry christmas once again thank you to everyone tuning in stay safe take care and catch you next time on grounded radio 